I won't. Hi, son. So on the way over here, there's a guy on the freeway who I thought was chasing me. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just mm -hmm. filling them in on this stuff. Whoever's listening. I went up to my mom's place in San Francisco and there was like a Chevy Bolt in front of me at one point. And uh, they hit their like windshield spray with the wiping thing and it got all over my windshield. And I, I, I got pretty pissed off for a second and I just sped up and got ahead of them. And I don't know, I think they noticed that and I think they just kept maybe following me. Maybe they just wanted to keep trying to fuck with me or something, just like with the, the fluid, the windshield fluid and stuff. Or maybe they just wanted to, I don't know. But I kept losing them and they kept creeping back up and I kept losing them again. But I did finally lose them. And I made it up here. So yeah. Did you see the driver? No. So you don't even know if it's a guy or a girl? No. You don't know if it's an old lady or an old man? It could have been like a, <laughs> it could have been anybody. It could have been someone who's generally washing their windshield. Their windshield. And I, that could have been something, but I was still pissed off. Yeah. Because I know that kids do that. They yes. spray the thing just to mess with other people. So what do you think? Um, so now, right now, you're like, uh, you're kind of like, uh, stress the right word? You're irritated. You're yeah. irritated. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, I'm irritated, I guess. I don't know if that person is irritated or not, but certainly you are, right? Yeah. And that irritation, it actually, like, um, it actually, uh, when you feel irritation, all of the cells in your body actually feel it too, yeah. and they react to it. All the cells in your body also right. react to it. And so, you know what I was thinking though? What were you thinking? I was thinking that I feel like I've heard about like a type C personality or something. I don't know what the type is, but there's a personality, there's people who they don't complain about things and they internalize things. They don't you know, let out their feelings and stuff, mm -hmm. and they get cancer and they die. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be the guy who, you know, the, the thing, you, you probably tell me to just let it go. You want to be let it go. People want me to let things like sort that of. go and stuff like that, right? Sort of, but... Um... And, you know, maybe letting it go is really fully letting the thing go. But when I hear let it go, it's like, you don't want me to react to that. You want me to suppress the feelings. You want me to not be angry yeah. about it. I think that's, you don't want me to be angry about it, right? You don't want to be irritated. And so, you know, in that moment, I was thinking, like, I don't want to keep this in. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just be, be very angry, but not be angry and force myself not to be angry. I want to, I want to let this out. I don't want to have it build up inside uh -huh. and get cancer or like an aneurysm from this stuff like that. Uh -huh. Just the other day, there was like a car. I was on the way to work uh -huh. and there was like a car and then I kind of drive fast and I was in the fast lane. You drive there's real fast. There was a car like really slow in the fast lane, and I, and and I knew there was like a construction zone coming up, and I was gonna slow down to fifty five for sure, and I would, and I will when I go into the construction.
construction zone, but I wanted to get past them going into the construction zone so I'm not slow and get going even slower when I go into the construction zone. Because then I, I, I lose out on time and stuff, you know? And, and, I, and, and they did, I couldn't get past them going into the construction zone. And I just, I didn't, I, I, I really wanted to be like, they must have been someone who's like a cautious driver, like an old person or like a new driver. And I want to forgive that. But at the same time, you made me slower. You made, you slowed me down. And that made me like, I wanted to get angry, but I really tried to not be angry because I wanted to forgive them for, and it's, they're driving responsibly, you know? But, you know, in stuff like this, stuff like this, this, this car with their windshield stuff, you know? So why is it that guy's fault? Huh? Why is it that guy's fault? Okay. The guy who's driving slow. Yeah. Well, they're in the fast lane. I Do really you know that, that the, that, okay, technically the, the speed limit? Yeah. The speed limit, say, say it's 55. Yeah. Okay. That should be the fastest you go. Theoretically, yeah. But that's like the slow lane. You go 65 in the slow lane. No, you go less than 65 in the slow you lane. Should. And in the fast lane, the highest you should go is that 65. You should, but realistically, people are going like 78 mm -hmm. to 80, to 80 something to 90 in the fast yeah, lane. Yeah, that's why there's all kinds of people. I think that's what it should be, though. Yeah. These people are driving responsibly fast fast and responsible and they're looking out because they don't want to go in an accident or nothing you know and they're in the fast lane and if you're slow you should move over that's a law if you're slow in the fast lane you should move over yeah and that's it's all true, based but on, the it's all relative <clears throat> but if that person was an old person they won't know that they're slow wait till you get old <laughs> i'll move to the slow lane i'll move to the slow lane and i'll get cruise control or something what if you don't realize it you think that that's fast for you because you're old. <laughs> no, Sorry. No, no, Did I hurt your ears? That's good. That's fast. When you're old, I think I that's fast for you. <laughs> yeah, but I think those lanes should be the fast lane is like 80 something. You go around 80. The middle lane, 65 to 75, something like oh, that. Oh, wow. And then the slow lane is like 65 or less. I think that makes sense. That's okay. Well, I'm glad that you think that makes sense, but that's not what the law that's is. That's not what the law is right now, but it should be. That's what it should be. I don't know. I wanted to get to work, and I wanted. To, I was going into a. I was going to a construction zone where I would slow down and go to 55 for sure. But going into that place, I didn't want to go slow into that. I wanted to leave that place as fast as I could. Then go over to the other lane. There was all these other cars in the other lane. They well, then you're stuck there and, and just go like with the flow. it was one car and such a huge space in front of them, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But, okay, so can I finish what I was going to say about yourselves and stuff? Because mm -hmm. you're thinking about cancer and stuff. Yeah. But the thing is... I'm not asking you to forget it. I'm not asking you to suppress it. I'm just asking you to be smart about it, okay? Right now, you're irritated and your whole body's reacting to that irritation, yeah. and that's the stuff that causes the cancer, all that stress, the, ser the whatever, what's the uh, cortisol in your brain shoots up because you're 
your those thoughts that you have you have about that situation is causing you stress so if you know if you don't want the cancer because stress uh, uh, stress causes cancer so if you don't want that then what you can do to be smart about it is okay that can I cuss yeah that shit happened yeah. F that guy or girl or old lady or old man or whatever yeah. F that person and I'm right here right now done F that, you know? So, because you, you're saying you don't want to suppress it, you want to, like, okay, speak it out. F you. F that person. And then, I don't gone. Want to be that guy, though. I see Chris do that. I see Chris have road rage sometimes. Well, not, don't do it, uh, you know, at the person. Rage. Just when you're, okay, so that's actually perfect that you don't have road rage, right? Yeah, I don't but want yeah. when you come to your area here, when you're in your safe space, and you, it's still bothering you, right? That's when you say, F you, you're going to get your karma. I don't because the thing is, that. I'm going to get my karma if I'm going to keep thinking about it, ruminating about it. My karma is immediate. I've got stress with cortisol. I've got um, I, it, my body, I'm just not, not, not stable. It, it, um, it, uh, what it disrupts my, my emotional state. And it makes me totally unhappy. It, it, it contributes to my depression. Well, now, what the heck? Do I really want that? Or can I just say, okay, that person is some screwball in, in this world, you know, sucks to be him, and here I am doing this thing now. I can't just do that. I can't just Why do that. Why not? Because my mind's always going on. Do you, you choose, you can choose what you do. You can choose what you think. This is what I was doing. I was driving, right? I was listening to this album, and there was a song coming on that's kind of like a chill song, and I was thinking, like, this just happened. I'm going to pause it. I don't want to let that song play because it's a nice song, and I don't want to be angry while the song's playing. And also, while I'm getting away ahead of the person, I'm thinking, it's just best if I get out of the situation ahead. But still, this is, this is going through my head. Not playing the song. I should just get away from the situation, but still I'm looking in my rearview mirror to see if they're creeping up, if they want to, if they want to be a, a offensive driver, as a competitive driver, you know, if, if they're coming up just to try to mess with me some more, just looking, if they, if that's on their agenda, I, I'm not even looking to see who they are, if they're old or a new driver or anything. There's so many ifs. But there's, it's all this is going through my head. Yes. And it's continuing to go through my yes. head. Yes. And there's some parts where I'm controlling depression. it. There's some parts where I'm like aware of it, but it keeps going. Yes. And still now. I'm still so then it's your it. choice. Do you want to keep it going or do you want to just do something different? I'm afraid to just try to stop things in their tracks and not feel it. I, and you're also feeling like it a, right now though. Yeah, okay, now just, you're done feeling it. I don't let it go. And then, yeah, why not? I don't, there, well, then there's like the extra consideration of like, I don't <laughs> want to be quiet. I don't want to be a quiet Asian guy, right? I, wow, I, that's a total concept. You're so racist against yourself. <laughs> no, I don't want to be that. That's the stereotype. Yeah. People, people you know, some people. That's, that's it's the not stereotype. That it's you... in, it could be in my head, sure. Yeah. But there's some people who expect me to be quiet. There's people who expect me to not react, be a model minority, and just take it. I don't want to just take it. 
I don't want to be quiet like that. I want to change the standard. Like, no, this is something that would piss any regular person off. I don't have the. So not, and then I what? The, I I get a little pissed off too because yeah. it's normal, and I don't want to sure. be forced not to be pissed off just because of this. And that's I, just something extra I added on top of that. Nobody said it. N- nothing about race came up. I just came up with that. Much. And this is like my mind yes. continuing to go. Yeah. It's the same with You're the just creating your own hell. You're creating your own hell. How about create your own heaven? Thoughts create. Uh, I, I, Take control of your thoughts. I have, I have gray hairs. I have gray hairs and I feel like they could be from stress in school, but it's also probably from like... I don't think I should react to this, so I'm going to try not to react to this, and I'm going to try to suppress my feelings about this, because that's the proper thing to do. Okay, then because don't suppress your feelings. What, how, are you, how, are you, how will you express your feelings then? Like a regular person. Okay, like do it now, do it. No, no, I, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't spray my thing. I got, you get, that, that gets me pissed off. That pisses people off when you do that. You shouldn't do that to me. And I'm, I'm angry about that. And I'm going to be okay being angry because it's okay to be angry about this thing because any regular person would be angry about this thing. And I think I'm, I think I'm behind. I think one of the reasons why I'm continuing, like I, this, I let this take over my head is because I'm behind on that because I've had like a big lifetime of not, not just being Asian, but just being in the group of friends I was with. I'm not allowed to react to things. You know, they're always getting on my ass about overreacting. So I'm like, no, I have to quiet down. And so, like, for a long time, I was like, no, I have to shut up and just grin and bear it. Sorry, you had and such so, rotten friends. You know, maybe, like, now I'm behind on letting things out. And it's just it just occupies my mind for longer because it stays there longer. Because I've had the long time of not doing things that I every time a new thing comes up and I want to react to it, I just let it go, you know, in my mind. And I keep it keeps going. For maybe days until I don't know I think I, I think I, I think I have like stomach problems from this stuff I don't know if that makes any yes. sense yes it does but you remember stress causes kids, increased gastric uh, acid they threw like the, the ball in my car and I was so angry about that I don't know if I should say this so I get arrested for this but I had like a murderous rage I was really I really wanted to hurt these kids really badly you know, and do something terrible to them. And, and I, I, I think, I, whenever I think of like, a, like God these days, I think it's like, God exists to, you know, punish me for those, that murderous intent. I think if there's a God, he saw me and how angry I was and was like, you need to chill out. And so I'm going to give you, like, diarrhea for a couple days. You know? TMI. And my, and, and, and my stomach was messed up after being really, really, really angry for a couple days. I don't know. I don't want to get diarrhea over this one-on-one chase. This one-on-one whatever this was. Oh, I'm just stretching my back. Oh, okay. There's like a hum in the background from like a heater or something. It's an old-fashioned radiator. A radiator. Because this is... Most buildings in San Francisco are antiques. (laughs) They've got character. 
<laughs> They've got this rounded, rounded ceiling. See that rounded ceiling? Rounded ceiling, crown molding, oh, and an old place. radiator. I've been looking for an apartment. Where? Like San Jose, Santa Clara, somewhere. Oh. I guess for myself. I don't know. Just you? Yeah, I was gonna move out with Winston, but um, I don't know. We can talk about that later, I guess. If there's anything. To talk Take this about. place. Okay, what are we talking about for your podcast? Have you listened to the other ones? No, I feel really badly. No, it's better that you didn't because I don't want you to know. Because I'm probably going to ask you the same stuff I'm asking, I asked Chris. I, asked, I had Chris on the podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. cool. You ask Chris and then ask me the same stuff and then we'll compare notes. Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, I'm not kidding. I'm going to listen to Chris's. Uh. You know what, and I'll start with this. I'm, I'm off lithium now. I stopped taking it. No wonder. This is like my second, I, I, I was angry, I had a rage while I was on lithium, you know? Mm -hmm. I had that rage over those stupid kids, but when I was on lithium for that. Mm -hmm. How long, how many days have you been off? I think a little more than a week and a half now. Mm -hmm. Almost two weeks. And how are you feeling? Yesterday I was kind of depressed, but before then I was feeling pretty good actually. I was getting a lot of things done that I wanted to get done. Yesterday was just a little bit of a, you know, I don't know. There's some disappointing stuff. Some disappointing stuff I went to a place, it said it was like 1500 and it was like a three bedroom, one bathroom place. And it sounded, it was like, it sounded like a scam, but the guy gave me the address and I stopped by looked at it and then I asked the neighbor if anybody lived there it was vacant so some of it checked out and then I asked again would you be comfortable giving me the code to the place he's like I'm not in town you know oh that's one of those scams yeah it's a scam it was a scam and that was disappointing yeah I was disappointed by that there's some other stuff but uh. if it's too good to be true it's a scam but there's like a whole I I don't want to be gullible, but at the same time, I don't want to miss out on something that's like a steal. No, <laughs> no such thing as a steal. I don't know. Sorry. How do you feel about me being off lithium? Uh, a little bit worried, a little bit anxious about it. Yeah. And, um... I can't control your life, it's your life and and I'm pretty comfortable and confident enough in your um, in your judgment that you know when you feel like you're probably you probably need to get back on it I you know I expect that you will yeah um, that's the that's the the what do you call it when you're the optimist in me um, and as, as your mom, I'm so worried about it because I don't want you to go to that deep, horrible place where, where I could potentially not have you in my life physically anymore. All right. Because I love you so much. 
through my life. Well, I tapered off over four weeks. That's like, I saw a site on the internet that said you should taper off at least over four weeks, so I did that. And I call, I'll try to, I think I told you I tried to call the psychiatrist, but they didn't help so much. They didn't want to. You, yeah, they, they don't want me, to take you off. The they, no, they gave, gave me somebody else. They, gave, they didn't give me my main psychiatrist. Oh. And so Why they were not? like, oh, let's wait for your psychiatrist. I didn't want to wait. Because they oh. the, the, the earliest appointment I could get was like, oh, I called them like, I think two months ago, mm -hmm. maybe last month, either early last month or late the month before last. And the appointment that I have is like this month on the 25th, August 25th or something, which is ridiculous. It's also my life. Keep, did you keep it? Did you keep the appointment? I think so. Okay, good. Keep the appointment. Yeah, but it's my life. I gotta, I want to do this on my own time. I have to work on my own clock and that's what I did. You know, if you don't want to help me get off of it safely, then I'm going to try to do it as safe as I would know how to, you know. Thank you for being responsible. So, I, yeah, I was trying to be responsible about it. Um, are you, like, journaling so you can kind of keep tabs on how you're doing? or? Well, this podcast is called Off the Lithium. And it's oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's like coming off lithium and stuff. Is this podcast every day? No. no. How many times a week? Every Wednesday. But this oh, is once like, a week. This is going to be like a bonus one. I'm a bonus. Uh, <laughs> so. Wait, so you had one last night? Yeah. Uh, with who? With whom? It was just by myself. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm sorry. We were supposed to do it last night. That's all right. It was but actually was, better for me. I was hanging out with Winston. That's good. And he's like, oh, maybe we'll do one. But we never did because... Are you an alcoholic? I think so. I'm not drunk for this one because I had to drive up here and stuff. Uh, Please don't be an alcoholic. I think I I I feel like the, the definition of that is like relative to everybody, but I think by like a more professional definition, I could be. I don't drink every day. I you know. I, I watched this interview with like Dick Cavett and like it's Dick Van Dyke, I think. I think it was Dick Van Dyke and he was like an alcoholic. And he was talking about like, yeah, you could not drink for like a couple months, but you still be like an alcoholic. Like I'm sure I could stop drinking for like a long time, but I think I'd still be an alcoholic somehow. I don't know. I actually don't know what the definition is. I'm just going off of that. But no, I did get into it. If you want to listen to it, it's there. If you want to listen to my podcast at all. Uh, I talk about how I kind of got into it while I was over in Colorado. Uh, and that's not what I want to talk about with this one. But uh, cut off lithium responsibly. I plan on doing some psychedelics sometime. You know, how do you feel about that? Which one? 
I just want to, I think I want to stick to natural things for Thank a you. while, but not, yeah. Feeds no synthetics. Actually, none of it, but if you have got to do what you got to do, then yeah. natural is the way to go. I don't want to get it like a psychologist, but I realized like it's one of those depressing things in life where it's like I'm looking for something that doesn't exist. Have you ever had that? Yeah. I wonder though, like, you know, that like Johns Hopkins in New York, and there's probably other other um, institutions that are doing studies. Maybe Stanford's doing one. Stanford's like close, close to you um, on, on um, psychedelics, benefits of psychedelics, and you know, whether it can treat, treat. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's things like maps, but I wanted I didn't want to go to them for that. I did want to go to them relating to that stuff because I kind of wanted to enjoy those things without having problems like I did the last time. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to go to like a professional so I could work through like yeah. my brain stuff outside of the drugs. And then just so like if I ever do drugs, it's not interrupted by my own mania, bipolar stuff. I wanted to work through that and, and stuff like that. But I, there's no job that does that that's professional there's people who get like trips it and stuff and there's therapists who can talk about feelings and stuff but it's one of those things where you're asking you're looking for somebody to do a job that doesn't exist pretty much you know what psychologists do they just give like evaluations <laughs> they don't analyze people or anything they just give a value I'm pretty sure that's pretty much what they do they just give like a, an evaluation for like, oh, this person has this or that, and they don't do anything past that. And I don't really want to go to a therapist again, because I just think that's a waste of time. Uh, I feel like I hear like the sound changing. These are like really sensitive mics, microphones on this thing, sometimes. Maybe we should change rooms. No, it doesn't matter. But that sound is like, that sound kind of makes me feel like I'm in outer space. Oh. Yeah. So, maybe I'll try that tonight. I'll listen to it and try to lucid dream. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I asked Chris about this. I was talking to Chris about... Have you just, have you been seeing what was going on with Kanye West? Probably no, not. what's he up to? Well, he tried, he was wanting to run for president. Uh, Did he really? Yeah, I think he registered in some states. Oh. But uh, I, I'm not going to diagnose him, I'm not a professional, but I feel like he's in a, like a manic episode right now. I see like a lot of things that seem similar to my stuff. I was talking to Chris about that. Mm -hmm. I guess I could talk to you about it too. Uh, he, what happened, what did he do? There was like a rally he had, and at some point, well, he said some st stupid stuff that, I don't know. Wow, he's even having rallies. But, uh, he was talking about like, uh, I almost killed my daughter, I was almost killed. He was talking about abortion, you know? And he needs like extreme terms. I thought that was really similar to the stuff I was on when I was manic, you know? He's like blaming his wife for a bit. Uh, I think he's, he's 
anyway, I had a manic episode. I had a manic episode and, uh, what was that like for you? When? Uh, when I was manic, when that oh. was my manic episode. What I was out here for some of it. Huh? I was out here for some of it. In San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, for Yeah. That part was scary, kind of a bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, and scary. Um, and I was grateful that you somehow found a way to call me, or the guy called me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Angels were watching over you for sure. And so I'm grateful, thank you, angels. And it was, it was scary, scary, frustrating, scary, um, at first I thought it was just, it was interesting, because all the stuff that you were saying, <clears throat> they actually made sense to me. There's a crisis here, some stuff I was saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just really like, very fast, advanced thinking. That was like, it was, um, it was like very insight, like deep, deeply insightful. Um, but, um, but then it, it didn't turn off. Like, you, you know, if, if, I mean, I mean, you couldn't sleep and stuff like that. And so if it weren't for that part where like, you, you couldn't sleep and you couldn't rest and your brain couldn't rest so that um, it actually lead to a negative, you know, some negative um, uh, consequence. It, it was kind of interesting. I almost want to say nice, but I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't want it to happen again. And the, um, the manic part where like you just, really intense yeah stuff that sounds like it makes sense but it should be really crazy in real, real life if you think about what mm -hmm. i'm saying i'm pretty sure no i mean some i mean i thought everything sounded awesome i think everything sounded like it made sense except for when you went off and you i don't know i don't know what you were thinking about putting your keys somewhere to your car yeah and your bike i uh, mean like some people got so lucky getting some, you know? Yeah. So. The key thing, I was like, I thought God or the universe was trying to tell me things. Or like the whole world became like a, a, a thing I had to figure out. Everything was codes and stuff. And I had to like figure things. I had to, it was like a, I had to solve it. And I thought there was like a reward at the end. Like I thought I was, I was so determined. You remember I was so determined going to where I was going. I don't know if I want to get into that right now. But I was so determined because I was like, once I reach there, I'm gonna go back to normal. Everything's gonna oh, go back to normal again. Poor thing. I'm sorry. I, and I wanted to get back to like yeah. normal. Because <laughs> I, I think I do. I was like, this yeah. is kind of crazy. 
There was one point it was Chris and me in the backyard, and we had his bong, and we were taking hits from it. But I just decided, like, there's like this stem in the bowl that goes in the bong, and I just hit it straight from the bowl, which Chris was like, that's like, really high temperature. That's terrible. I mean, you could have, like... I could have set my lungs on fire. Yeah. But I was fine after that. And I was, like, walking around, and I was saying, like, your hair is, like, is magnets, but it's also receiving, like, 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 signals or something. That, that doesn't make any sense, but I really, like, oh, your, your brain is your hair. I don't know about that. It's true. I wouldn't want to encourage this idea, you know? See, but you've got some insight. You got, yeah. Well, I'm, this is I'm hair. just telling. My hair's hair. It's hair is. It just. It falls out. You shampoo it. It's hair. You know why yogis keep their hair long? Why? Is there antennas? I think that's what I was saying. Yeah. There are antennas. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's what I was saying when I was manic. When I was crazy. Uh, yeah. Is that a real thing? I doubt it. To you that but was, yeah yeah it's actually a real thing uh, <laughs> well there was this one time that i remember i don't know if it was like the peak of things but there was like a peak that i brought up with chris and i was in bed i think you were like right next to me and then i don't know where dad was i think he was around i think he might have been with chris at the door there were cops coming in somebody and they sent people to maybe check me into a 5150 or something like that like cops no that was that was out of the house dad wasn't home okay you um you had you wanted to you wanted an appointment to go see uh, a therapist and then so you called you called or i called you wanted me to call or you called to, to schedule a therapist because you weren't feeling so good okay. and then um, and then and then you didn't want to you wanted to, to you, you change your mind you didn't want to go okay. but for some reason we already called we called to counsel or something and uh-huh. then that person on the other line yeah. could hear you talking and was I guess assessing the situation uh-huh. and then she, I'm pretty sure she's the one who sent the, the police to come and check you out because really? remember she kept asking if you were okay if you were safe I don't remember but yeah and Chris was like Chris is pretty smart he knew like you know he knew stuff that I now know like if those cops ever got to you and they felt like they couldn't control you, they probably would have shot you. I was thinking they're going to come and shoot me or something. Or at least take, yeah. take me away. I don't want that either. I'm so grateful that Chris kind of kept him, uh, kept him, kept you inside your room, even though you felt like he picked you up and threw you on the bed. I'm so sorry about that. But he was, he was actually trying to protect you. Yeah. What was that like? What was that like for you? I was grateful for my, my I was just very confused. I understood why they were there. I figured out that that person on the other line, that therapist or whatever, f- felt like maybe there was something going on here that you just needed to see. Do a wellness check. 
Um, so they came to do a wellness check. And um, that's what they call it. And then, um, yeah, so I talked to them and, and they just wanted reassurance that you're okay. And I said, yeah, you're okay. No, you know, you're not like, there's no weapons around there. You're not gonna, you know, because, be, because um, these past few years have been very difficult, right? People who have mental illness, they start shooting. So they, they, so now people are more high alert with anybody who um, they can't figure out what they're doing. And so, yeah, Chris had the wherewithal to make sure that, you know, they, they didn't, they, um, you, you didn't have any interaction with them. Cause, cause you were like, oh, they're gonna shoot me, they're gonna shoot me, like, right? When when they when you pan when they see you panic they panic and then that's it's when stupid. I know it's stupid but look at what ha look at what happens these days they just panic and they shoot something so stupid yeah. but it, you know that's why we have to make sure we we pro uh, we protect you that's why I'm kind of worried because about the hospital coming off of you yeah like I right now I'm thinking as I'm talking I'm thinking. I'm worried what you're going to do driving home. Is, is someone going to like trigger something in you and then maybe somebody, maybe the person will have road rage on you. God, that, God help us. Yeah, I'm just going to ask uh, Jesus to guide you home, bring you home safely. I love you. You're just the most, people don't realize you're just the most awesome, sweetest person ever. They don't know. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're a guy and all, but at the end of the day, you know what's important and you take care of people. I guess. Sometimes. I don't know. All the time. Podcast, I was like repeating and also playing with some of the effects on my new YouTube board thing. So I was saying, like, there's a lot of people who care about me and I don't care about myself or something. Because I like totally, I drink a bunch. It feels like, I guess. It seems like. It seems like I drink a bunch. Yeah, so you, 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 you numb yourself to whatever the situation is. Yeah. I think these days I'm more better about it. I think it started me being sad and then drinking because I didn't want to, I was talking about it on the last podcast, like I didn't want to feel sad about what I was sad about. So I, I was like, this is stupid how sad I am. I'm just going to drink. So I'm getting numb. But I think these days when I'm sad, I'm like, no, I'm going to be sad. This is sad. I'm sad. You know, I'll just let myself feel sad, I guess. I wanted to talk more about the mania, but I can't think of much else.
thoughts do you have on like uh, what happened with the mania? Like I didn't, I, I was disappointed in myself that I didn't really like recognize that it was like mania as in really bad. Yeah. Because it never happened before. We didn't know how, what it was. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. So it's not like you knew what it was. Really yeah. Was and to me, everything you said made sense to me. Was it just except for uh, you know? Seem like more excited about stuff. Yeah, but the stuff that you said was very intelligent. Yeah. Very very intelligent, deeply insightful. I mean, it was like you were a a savant. Genius. But that's that was my that was me being manic. I was I yeah. was a man in a manic state. Yeah. I guess. You know, um, I read I read um, somewhere that uh, the people who are um, why don't you sit in the other that chair and just relax. You want a meditation chair? I got a meditation chair. No. Um, what was I going to say? I read somewhere that the, the Native Americans, like the very, like the shamans and the medicine men, you know, the, the truly Native Americans that really, um, really practice their, their culture, mm. their belief is that people who we term as mental illness, yeah. It's at, they're just actually um, they're that those those people are operating from a different dimension of reality, and um, and that's all. It's not an illness. It's not a mental illness. It's just you're you're seeing a different reality. You're experiencing a different reality, and that different reality, that different dimension, does exist. And, but we're not in that dimension. So we just have to let you be in your dimension and we be in our dimension, like that. So that's, that's what I read. And actually, it, that, that totally rings through, true for me, especially that I, um, you know, I'm learning more and more each day that, yeah, there are many dimensions. You know, like there's a first, First, one dimensional, right? Two dimensional, three dimensional. There's a fourth dimension, which is time, and then there's a fifth. There's a sixth. There's there's, all, there's many dimensions. There's many um, uh, ways of reality, right? Yeah. But maybe if I was in another dimension, that didn't matter. Everybody's here in this dimension. And if I'm still in another place, other people will be, if I just, if I don't come back to this place, they could just d destroy my body, <laughs> I think. I guess that's how I'm thinking about it. If I'm manic, and that just means I'm in another dimension, I'm still manic in this dimension. And right. so what they're going to do is take me into a psych ward yeah. and keep me inside, you know. That's the horrible thing that we do in this dimension. I can't, I can't work out, I can't. Yeah, it's I horrible, sorry. They have, you know? 
I'm so sorry. That's what happens. It's, it really sucks. I'm sorry. In this dimension. So maybe if I'm like in a, a, like some higher plane or something, on this plane my body still can Here. be controlled. Yeah. And I know that I'd have to come back, you know, for people who are worried about me. They don't know what's going on. I have to communicate to them in this dimension. Yeah. In language that they understand. Yeah. So it don't sound crazy. So nobody 5150 is me. Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. But you know, the world's waking up little by little. It's too slow, but... So I don't like to be 5150. I really don't like it. I don't want to, I, I don't think anybody, I, there might be some circumstances where somebody's like a threat, right? And maybe there's some measures that have to be taken. But at the same time, I don't, I, I don't think anybody should be 5150. Really, mostly generally. Yeah. So that said, Let's say, you know, I'm off the medications. Let's say something comes up again. I'm talking crazy. I'm saying a bunch of crazy stuff. And I'm clearly manic. What do you, what do you, what do you do? What do you That You need to get, you need to get evaluated for medications. Uh -huh. To relieve your, relieve your symptoms. Well, you're my mom. What are you going to do? Other, there's, there's other mothers who have children with bipolar disorder and they maybe have never dealt with it before. Mm -hmm. they, what, are this, what are you looking for? Just based on that one experience you had so far. Um, as much as possible, I would want you to stay home. And just, if you're gonna be manic, stay home. And then, you know, we get you to a doctor, a psychiatrist, um, and you, we get you kind of stable. We get, not kind of, we get you stable because, oh, and, and, um, and basically I want you to stay home and somebody, and make sure that somebody's always with you. Because we need to make sure that the wrong people don't don't get to you, and then they don't understand, and they don't freak out like some stupid cops, or stupid people who are gonna call stupid cops. So, um, you know. Would you keep me inside, or if you wouldn't? As much as possible, but if you didn't go inside, um, then I'd I'd be next to you, or Dad would be next to you. Like we would all have to take turns being right next to you mm -hmm. making sure that you're okay I mean that's in, in the if that were to happen again that's what I would want yeah. I would I don't care I'd leave work whatever and and I'd ask Chris to do the same and you know whoever one of us can get to you the, the is closest and gets you the fastest we gotta get up and go and then you know, we have to give ourselves a break too, because if we like wear ourselves out, then we're no good. We're no good to be able to take care of you. So we have to take turns. Well, when you say that, I was kind of conscious during my manic state, right? I was a little, I had some consciousness. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to fight. Mm -hmm. 
I wasn't gonna fight Chris, even though he he had to manhandle me. He uh-huh. had to throw me to the car and throw me on the bed. Uh-huh. I didn't like that. Uh-huh. I wouldn't recommend that to people to try to force people to stay home. I I because people might be more violent than me. They might react worse than I did. They might fight their own family members or their friends. Yeah, I hope that they don't. But Chris. Because the more, the longer you stayed there in that place, that was a a car rental place, right? Oh yeah. The more, the longer you stay there, the longer those people are going to, I mean, the more worried and anxious those people are gonna be, then they're gonna call the police. Yeah. So Chris had to do what he had to do to get yeah. you home. Oh, yeah. Because if the police get to you, either they're stupid police and they panic, and that you get shot. Or they take you away, 5150 you, and then we can't see you. Yeah. You know, because you're an adult, and then we don't know where you are. You know, then we just worry, can't sleep, can't eat, can't do anything, we just worry. Okay. So, we have to, you know, like my ask of you is that if you begin to be in a manic state, that you let us know and you just say, I'm starting to be get there. And so that you know, and we know, and we're gonna be right next to you. I don't know. I don't know if I do that. I wish you that you would. I don't know if I would. Would you please do that? I don't think so. Well. I don't. I don't know. I sometimes don't want to, as I don't a want mom. Fifty one fifty. Right. I don't know. But that's why. That's why we want to be there. I hate it. We all hate it that you're stuck in some stupid hospital that you ha- you can't wear shoes with t- you I, we hate it we totally hate it you can't go out you're 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 like imprisoned yeah we totally hate it on the other hand if that's the safest place then and we can't we can't do anything about it anymore because we no longer have control like someone else has control then we that's that all we can do is do as much as we can to be there always for you, making sure that you know that we're there and and work toward, you know, talk to people, work towards um, getting you well so that you can come home because we, we don't want you to stay there long term. We don't want any, none of that. We just want you home with us. Okay, like if you're not going to go home, you're going to go out. Then at least someone's gonna be next to you, go with you. Maybe. Going out. If you're gonna go out, okay, we'll ride with you. I hope I can change your mind on the whole idea of the 5150. I don't ever want to. No one's gonna. Your family's not gonna 5150 you unless you had like a gun or something. I can't. I can't have a gun. Oh yeah. Unless you had some kind of some. Unless we knew that we could not. Control and you had some kind of weapon. We could not control what you would do with that weapon. If we knew that your life and our lives and other people's lives were in danger, then yes, we would have to. But otherwise, we're just gonna keep make sure that you're safe. I guess there's reasonable circumstances, but at the same time, the the place is it's a prison, and it's a prison on the level of you can't leave. And it's also a prison on the level of you're dehumanized and they treat you like less than a human, like a child maybe at best, animal maybe. 
Uh, I hope I can change your mind about maybe me not telling you exactly what I manic. I think I could tell you after. Right? I, did I tell you about, I told you about when I was on LSD. I told you about that time when I was on shrooms, right? But someone was with you. Winston was with me, but he was also on the, on the, on the, on the acid trip. Yeah, but he doesn't get manic like you. So he could still take care of you. I don't know. I hope so. He was in weird place too. Well, and then the other time, Andy, uh, Chris was with you, right? Yeah. Well, no, not exactly. He was. He didn't know I was. I was manic though, or I was going into a weird state again. He kind. He, he. He. I told you about that, right? Well, okay. I don't think I went into detail. When I was on the acid, there was like, I was experiencing a lot of weird, different things. I, I was going in that manic state. I thought that I was discovering the meaning of infinity. I was just, I feel like every action I was doing, every slight little thing was creating new universes or something like that. And it was all going through me and I wanted it to end. And I thought it was coming to an end. And I thought I was gonna die. I don't know if that, I'm just summarizing some of it. I, it's not everything. But I thought I was like going and it was all coming to an end but I was still in the house somehow. And I, I, was, I went to go, I was like, I told Winston, I'm like, I wanna see Chris. I wanna see Chris before I go. So I went to go go to his room, expecting that he'd be dead or something, I don't know. But he wasn't. And we went downstairs, he came down and met us downstairs, and he was like totally normal. And then I started to realize, oh, I was, thinking crazily for a second. I was like really crazy. I was still intense, but I was coming down. I saw how normal Chris was, how mundane he was, how relaxed he was. I was like, oh no, what I was thinking totally wasn't true. That all that universe stuff, I'm in real life. I'm back in, like Chris is in real life and then I'm noticing real life is still real life. So I'm coming down and I, and I was like, I was coming down just noticing how normal Chris was and I was coming oh back to a normal place. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I came down. Mm -hmm. It also could have been just because the stuff was coming out of my system. Mm -hmm. You know, people could be lost on that, right? They lose their minds on the thing, but I saw Chris and how normal he was. And then when I was on shrooms and I went into that state from that, we were getting tater tots from Nobville on Santa Teresa and then Chris was like what's up with your language because I was like talking weirdly can I tell you about this I was talking like minimal words but I was getting ideas out and Chris was like kind of understanding but it was, I was talking weird for sure and I was like oh that's like a trait of when I'm starting to go into this space when I'm starting to go into this manic place right and I noticed that and I was like okay I don't exactly know what I'm gonna do, but I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna talk. I'm gonna go home. I think we wanted to finish watching this movie, so we just, I just watched the movie, and I was like, okay. We'll just finish watching the movie, and I'm just gonna go to bed. Because I noticed I'm going into this place, and I just wanna wait it out, and then just let it pass. And that's what I'm trying to do. And what I wanted a psychologist or some professional for was to help me develop more of a method to that. But that's my method right now. I just try to come back down to earth.
calm myself down and just notice things are mundane and realistic and I'm not, that I'm not actually experiencing infinite universes or something like that, some crazy stuff. I wonder if we can find Dennis McKenna. Did he die? No, that's his brother. Oh. Well, there's maps in Santa Cruz. That said, I don't know. I still want to have fun with this stuff. I don't want to make it so scientific and study it. No, no, but Dennis McKenna, he's, um, was it, is it Lawrence McKenna? Lawrence? Some of McKenna's parents? Terrence, Terrence, Terrence McKenna. He, he's passed on, right? But his younger brother, Dennis, he was with Terrence doing all that stuff that they did. Yeah. And so he would probably know what you're talking about and he would probably know, have ideas of what you can do to develop that. Here's the thing though. If I do something like DMT or something like that, I would expect to go off into another place, you know? Maybe even acid. I would expect to go off into another place. But with, with someone that I want professional help with, I want to not go into that place when I'm on something like shrooms or something. Did I tell you about like what, what it feels like for when I'm like on shrooms? No, but uh, um, do you think that we can continue this in another room? Oh, you want to go to another room? Yeah, because I'm thinking Dad, um, it's, it's 9 o'clock and Dad usually snores around now. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that okay or will yeah. it like totally... I can pause it. Okay, pause it. Mom's having an it's it. It's it, sure you don't want Yeah. It's a delicious it's it. I'm not, it's I'm not really sure I don't want one, but I, I, I don't I shouldn't have one. I guess. One, two, three, step, open, got one. Oh. <laughs> uh, I already drink a lot of alcohol, and it's like a lot of sugar in my body already. Mm-hmm. I was drinking, uh, uh, do you say, like a cognac? I was drinking cognac in Moscato. I was just doing a shot of cognac and I chased it with like some, like a sip of Moscato. <laughs> I drink a lot of alcohol. If I'm gonna go out, like, if I wanna go out to clubs and dance and stuff, I'm probably gonna order like three, four Jaeger bombs, which is like, Jägermeister, it's like a shot of Jägermeister and like a thing of Red Bull or some energy drink. I drop it in and I'll just put three or four back. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why. It's like, I don't drink often, but when I drink, I drink a lot, I guess. I think that's what maybe qualifies me as like an alcoholic if there is any. I guess, uh, but yeah, I was talking about like what it feels like to be on shrooms and I was like, uh, I enjoy it. I like the feeling of it. It feels like the end of a birthday party. I told you, have I told you about that? It just feels like nice, really peaceful. But you know, when I started going to manic state, it's like, it's different, and I don't want to go to the, that place. Uh, so that's why I wanted like a professional to help me out, so I 
if I start going there, I could reel it back and then just enjoy the high, you know? But yeah, I, I, I don't want to, I, and I kind of think about this sometimes, like the LSD trip, stuff like that. I could just be going to like a place, a different place, but it's, it's weird, you know? And I don't want to get out of hand. I just want to have a good time. But if I want to go on one of those journeys, I'd like to know that I'm going on one of those journeys and have the intent to go on that journey. But if I'm just, you know, trying to do something for a, like a nice, cool high, that's, I don't want that interrupted by my mania or anything. So yeah, that's why I don't exactly want to get too scientific with this stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah. I think with Dennis McKenna, it won't be scientific. He'll just like give you suggestions on what to do to develop that the ability to know, know, you know, know what's happening and have the wherewithal to do what you need to do. You think so? Yeah. I feel like it has to do with, like, my bipolar disorder. And I wanted a professional's help so I could figure that out. But I, I don't know. I have to develop my own methods at this point, you know? I have to develop it myself because it doesn't exist, at least as far as I've seen with whatever I looked up, with whatever, whatever I researched. There's no professionals that could help me out. I don't want to go to like a spiritual guru who will like interpret it, interpret it in like a spiritual way. I want like, you know, hard facts about this stuff. Not exactly like you're just going to another plane or something like that. I want to know like the, this, this dimensions, definitions of things and the facts, the real world view of this stuff and what I could do. But I, there doesn't, that doesn't exist as far as I can tell. And I bet that if I go to like some psychotherapist about it, they'd be like, or some psychiatrist, they'd be like, no, don't do drugs. Don't do any of those. So if I want to do this, I don't want to try to do it responsibly. I have to figure this out myself, which is really stupid, I think. Because how do you do it responsibly by yourself? I did want, I did seek professional help, but there is no professional help for this as far as I can see so far. And maybe I didn't look too hard, but I looked and I'm like, no, they don't, there's nobody who will do that for me. I have to figure it out myself. Make sure someone's with you. Kind of, yeah, I guess. But so far I have, if I do it, yeah, I have someone with me. And then if I start going to a place... I, I actually don't know how I can catch myself yet, but uh, lucky Chris was there and he saw I was talking weird. But uh, that's like a, something I guess I have to figure out the next time I'm in one of those places, like the signs. And then when I notice that sign, then my method is, you know, just chill out and calm down and let it pass and then just wait till you're sober again, you know, and then, you know, just, just don't ride it, don't let it go get out of hand, just 
just come back down to earth, and that's what my method is right now. I don't know. I don't know if there's like a professional who knows like what to do, what the signs are, everything. I think I have to figure that out on my own now, which sucks, which is stupid. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to the psychiatrist. They didn't want to help me that last time. I'm kind of offended from that. I'm like, what I wanted, I'm reaching out to you because I want your help. You don't want to help me, so I have to help myself. And no, yeah, that's part of my method, like coming off the, the medications. Because there's a risk if I'm taking lithium and if I take something else, I could have like a seizure. If I'm on lithium and I take LSD, I could have like a seizure, I could just straight up die. And yeah. What happened to my favorite guy? River Phoenix? Yeah. He was on LSD? He was on something. Oh. Happened right off, outside of a club. Yeah. Everybody saw it happen right there. Seizure. Boom. And he was gone. Yeah. My God. Yeah, I think that's dumb. Just because of like the stigma. It's a drug for sure, it's a substance, but maybe if it's less stigmatized, you could have more people who know how to help other people along with it. Some some people messed us up. Who's that? <clears throat> the 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 people who who made up that this, that who, who created the stigma, who created drugs as no good. So instead of us, like, um, instead of people using it uh, uh, responsibly and people, you know, doing scientific tests and stuff like that and being responsible with it, pe people had no choice but to go underground with it, which is really stupid. Yeah. Someday, next week, really? Oh, you can't give your work, I guess. Do uh -huh. they test you for that? Can they see shrooms? No, oh, I don't know, but that's that's our bread and butter. Can't mess with it, but. People have had not fun experiences on it. It's not going to be fun for everyone. I'm not going to guarantee that it's fun. I always wonder the people who do the ayahuasca, though. Yeah. Like, I wonder what, because that's so intriguing to me in that they go into this state where they see Mother Ayahuasca. Mm. And they all see the same thing. Mm. So, like, what is that, you know? Because, mm. uh, like you said, that you know, different people have different trips, right? Yeah. So, but in this case, yes, they do have different trips within that ayahuasca, but they still interact or be with the same mother ayahuasca, you know? That's so interesting. I guess. I don't think I'd want to have one of those experiences. I know. Oh, because it's spiritual, and you're not into spiritual stuff. I mean, it's cool. But I don't want to 
I heard about like a guy going to do like with the like the ayahuasca with like a shaman or something like that, and he came back and he killed himself. Like if I'm seizing up, and these people are just you know spiritual people, they don't know what to do medically. I don't want to be around that. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going crazy, if I'm like, I, I, there's people who are like. I feel like I've seen videos of people on DMT or something that are shaking and stuff, and like the shamans are just like, oh, like that or something like that, and they they're still in a spiritual state of mind, you know. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, I'd rather be in a safe place that I'm comfortable with if I'm doing stuff like that. I'm open to having like a spiritual experience, but I don't want to, you know, be a part of like that the whole thing. Yeah. I guess. Uh. Yeah. You're a spiritual person. You're religious. I guess, sort of. There was, like, one point when, like, I thought you're you're Catholic and stuff, right? And you're raised Catholic. And I think you told me a little bit about this, and I was like, oh, no, it's kind of different. It's a little... It's not just, like, your fundamentalist Catholicism and stuff. You... When you spent time with Grandma Betty and stuff, can you tell me about that? Yeah. Grandma Betty's gone went full circle and then started to go out again <laughs> catholic and then uh buddhism and then some spiritualist and something and then she became catholic again and then towards the latter part of you know towards the end of her life she was starting to learn um hebrew and then um New age again, <laughs> like that. She just went around a circle, then almost went back outside the circle to go around again. I guess. But you were like Catholic, and I feel like this. I heard. I feel like when you were telling me this, it was like early on. Mm-hmm. You were like younger, mm-hmm. and you met them, and you. It wasn't. It wasn't like you're doing spiritual stuff, right? It wasn't like sacraments or anything. You were like it wasn't. It was not Catholic. Probably the Catholics would have frowned upon it. Yeah, what were you guys doing? We were just meeting, meditating, and um, praying. Uh huh. Uh, but we would listen to what we get. You know, when we meditate, when we close our eyes, or we listen to music or whatever, we um listen to whatever information we get. I don't know, maybe we were developing our extrasensory perceptions. Where would you be getting things from? Like God, uh-huh. ghosts, spirits, something? Mm-hmm. Just whatever? Well, I know I saw the Virgin Mary several times. Uh-huh. I could feel um, an angel a few times. I could feel Jesus. I had white light. I could see, an, I could, there's a few times, one or, 
maybe I don't know, but at least once, but I think more than once it seems like that I, I would see orbs and uh what else? Yeah. What kind of orbs? Hmm? What kind of orbs? Just like light. White orbs. Mm -hmm. Like white light. Oh, what was that? Or what do you think that was? Orbs. I didn't know what they were at that time, but I just figured they were white lights. <laughs> Angels surrounding me. I don't know. God's light. I don't really know. Mm. Mm. I could still hear the Virgin Mother Mary's voice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I could hear angels sing. There's some people who think just you saying that's like blasphemous or something. Uh huh. That's in Catholicism, yeah. But what I realized um, as I grow older and learn more um, is that people develop. That's why when you when people say, "Are you religious?" Yeah. I I, I find myself wanting to say no, mm -hmm. because religion is is created by man. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at Catholic, the Catholics, some of those popes were like cruel. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, those Christian crusaders, they killed people. Yeah. Conquering and power uh -huh. stuff back then. Uh -huh. That's not Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, so, I, I feel like some parts of it were, you, you know, the words, it was written in, in some language, right? Some um, Hebrew language, maybe, but like an, um, an archaic language. Mm. And then people, uh, you know, over time started interpreting it, how, you know, but interpretations are just interpretations, we don't know if it's really real. Besides that, you and I could look at the same thing and call, like, you and I could see this thing, and you could call it um, something oval, and I could call it something um, that has a point, you know? Mm -hmm. like we, but we're looking at the same thing. This, it's a seed. The seed, the pumpkin seed. So, yeah. So then I think over time, it, the interpretations got warped. Or they either got warped um, unintentionally or they were interpreted to be a certain way, you know, in intentionally interpreted to be a certain way to control people. Did you start thinking this? I feel like you started thinking, I have a feeling like you probably started thinking this way like later. Like in the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still baptized. I'm baptized, yes. I still believe in God because God is, God does exist. I think that there's a great error. See, because like a lot of people, Catholics, Christians, all these people that believe that they're Christians or they're, they believe in God, a lot of them, it seems like a lot of them think that God is a human being. But God is not. Mm -hmm. God doesn't even say 
what God is. Mm. He, God doesn't say he's a he or she's a she. Yeah. I am that I am. Mm. Just means that I am. I'm the all in all. What human being is the all in all? Mm -mm. Human beings were limited to our, you know, to our, our space, I guess. Our dimension. <laughs> but God is not that. God is more than that. So I believe in God. Does that make sense? So I told you earlier, I was like, I think God gave me diarrhea for being really angry. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. But I, I know that that's not really God. God doesn't do that. But God, but, um. That's what made sense to me. It's like I was so angry. I had to calm down. You gave yourself diarrhea. I'm sorry. Okay. That's the real truth. <laughs> you gave yourself that. You, you have the power um, in your mind to, if you so choose, if you, sometimes it's, it's not even like um, obvious to you. Like yeah. it's a different, it's like a subconscious um, part of you that believes that it should be punishing you for something. Yeah. And then you, you have more power than you know. I, well, I didn't, like, think it in the moment, but, like, later on I was thinking, like, oh, mm -hmm. I think that would make sense if a god was watching me and saw how angry I was, that they would want to calm me down, or else I might do something terrible, and so... It may very well be. You may, your soul may have talked to God and say, hey, God, give me this, but you know what? I believe that God is you. <laughs> mm. You are God. Mm. Like, God is... Uh, um, I guess how how I how I like to describe it is God is the sun, mm. right? The sun is this big ball of light, mm -hmm. um, and this big ball of light is made up of trillions and trillions and trillions of rays of light, right? Mm. Uh, so your your array of that big sun, mm. yeah. Are you telling it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I guess I could chalk it up to just like a body thing. Your psychosomatic stuff. Mm-hmm. I just angered myself into some stomach problems. Yeah. And God had nothing to do with it. You know when the I God was, that is you <laughs> had something to do with it. When I was a manic. I thought that God took things away from me, and I was angry, mm -hmm. and I, I was telling, like, the friends I met in the psych ward, like, I wanted to fight God. I just know that's how crazy it was. Because you don't know. You know, at that time, uh, mm -hmm. at that time, and even now, people don't really know God. Who can know God? No one can know God except God. Yeah. Which is everything. Everything. But when you put all of that, everything together, which is everything like this table, chair, us, all the animals, everything. You put it together, you condense it. Yeah. 
you know, because we're all vibration. We're all just vibrating molecules, right? Yeah. You condense it, you pack it up, and it'll be just a dot. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my viewers come from Reddit and stuff. That's how they hear about me because that's where I promote myself largely and I haven't advertised a lot. From what? From Reddit. Uh, and it's like, yeah, I feel like they, I don't know, it's like largely either like atheistic or agnostic and stuff. So, I don't know. I'm just going to just put a disclaimer out there. This is my mom. And, uh, you know, you're entitled to your own views and opinions, <laughs> I guess. Or you could just choose my point of view. Yeah. If you feel so inclined. But you're free. Choose whatever you like. back to that do you have any other ideas of like if somebody has somebody in their life that could be manic but they don't know what to do they have no experience with it any suggestions don't panic also uh, considering what i told you about like my own methods of just coming back down to earth on my own i would say don't with, panic without stabilizing or anything Without being forced into a place where I have to stabilize, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Did you just say sorry, God? Sorry, go ahead. And it was, hmm? it was, that was go ahead. Wait, what was that? What? You said sorry, God? No, I said sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh. What would you say to Kanye West's family? In case he's in the manic episode right now. Don't panic. Yeah. Honor him. Yeah. Remind him that you're just keeping him safe. Because he, he, he may feel very uh, offended. Because he may feel like you're controlling. You're controlling him. Yeah, yeah. He was tweeting and you probably him. are. He's tweeting about it. I don't want you to come bring doctors or something to lock me up. Yeah. It's so it's it's uh it's a sad thing, but that is that is what we have. This is our this is a third dimension. This is what we have we as people, as human beings have created thus far, although I believe it's going to change fairly soon, but thus far that is our thinking. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And so, um, given that, we just have to do whatever we can uh, to be to keep everybody involved safe um, in a way that is as much as possible nonviolent. Yeah. I should start a place where people can come if they're if they need to be stabilized and it's not like a sterile prison like environment it's open run around that's cool talk to people mm -hmm. or something i don't know i feel like that pissed people off like the staff in the psych ward mm -hmm. how human i was treating everybody i was talking to people like human beings mm -hmm. 
I think they didn't like that. Who didn't like it? I feel like at some there's some points where they didn't like that. How casual Who? and human I was being. The staff. Because you were treating the staff as no, human? No, I was treating other patients. Oh. Talking to them with respect. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether they liked it or not. They probably just like... Because every, every person there yeah. is going through whatever phase they're going through. And uh, some people, certain things can trigger them. And it may be something totally mundane I to you, that, yeah. but it could trigger them. And those doctors and nurses, they know what those are because they, they read the person's history and they, they're supposed to know. Yeah. Because they're, they're supposed to be watchful of those things. Even though they're not, you know, following you around, they're still aware of where you are and how you're doing, you know, and who's saying what. Because, or not, not the exact words or whatever, but, you know, how their manners and so they know... So they can be prepared when somebody's escalating. That's like a type of language. Somebody's escalating. Out of in. Out of in, out of in, out of in. Unfortunately, some people have escalated. I've been a psychiatric nurse. Yeah. Um, some people um, escalate to the point where we do have to... We do have to... Um, uh, restrain them because otherwise they could hurt someone else. They could hurt, you know, they would be too panicked, too, um, maybe they're too paranoid and they think people are killing them or something, they're going to go kill, you know. They could hurt other patients or, uh, or staff or themselves. Are these in the same place as patients who came in for like a suicide attempt or something? So someone in a suicide attempt who maybe just needs to be calmed down for a moment who's stuck in 5150 for a couple of days is trapped in this place with potentially dangerous people and they're treated the same, they, they have the same treatment. Not the same treatment, they just have, they have different plans of care, but they are in the same... Treated with the same methods. Same area, same, uh, you know, same area. I think that's dumb. It is dumb, but, you know, economically speaking, that's what we got. Economically speaking, like just, you know, based on your circumstances, based on your job, these are people that we have to herd, we have to move them to their room in and out, we have to make sure there's food in their system and we have to check their vitals, these almost like sheep. Well, check it out. Here's your opportunity. If you feel so strongly about it, here's your opportunity to show humanity show the world something different yeah. a different approach well, and this is their job and this is their job it's also the people's job to do this and so when you're in your job you you have your job and this is something that you're used to every day you can make jokes about it with your co-workers like when i'm they should not they there. should not that's actually uh illegal it's against the regulation you should not everybody should be treated like, everybody should be treated with dignity and respect regardless. You told know? you about that guy, right? Called me the frequent flyer or something. I was oh. checking into the ER, and they were checking me in for the 5150. Some mm -hmm. guy, some nurse made a comment like, oh, another frequent flyer or something like that. This is their job. I'm a, yeah, too I'm a, bad. I'm a piece of their job to them. And I think that's true all across the board, nurses and otherwise. Like, I'm a, I'm a part of their job.
I'm not a human being anymore. Unfortunately, there's a lot of um, people that do, do treat patients like that. It really irritates the hell out of me. But then, you know, that's they'll have to deal with their own karma on that one. <laughs> they'll have to. I remember you always told me, you know, they'll get theirs in the end. Something like that. They'll get they'll theirs. Have, not, not exactly like that, but like they'll have to. That's between them and God. And this mm -hmm. isn't our thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, these people who have these problems, they're still treating patients poorly and patients are receiving bad, not even care, abuse, you know? So maybe they'll get theirs in the end, but in the meantime, these patients are being hurt, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, it takes a good supervisor to see that and redirect their ways or discipline them. That's just discipline in the strongest sense. They should be like... Like fire them. Fired... Because obviously they're in the wrong, they're in the wrong job. They're supposed to be um, therapeutic, not, not irritating, not triggering. In the ideal place where someone go to stabilize, in my ideal place, the staff there are humans who are mundane, like Chris was when I saw him when I was coming down from the acid. Just a calm human being who's being human. And something that can anchor me back to earth. Like this is like, oh, things aren't as crazy as I thought they were. Things are actually normal. And then following Did he that, know? Uh, what, Chris? Did he know that you were in some altered state? A little bit. Hmm. He saw it. But I don't think he, he knew what was, like, the mm -hmm. hell was coming down. Mm -hmm. Or like how I came down from that. Exactly. It was serendipity. Yeah. Because then I was talking about it like when I was off the, the shrooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I told him about it later. Mm -hmm. He like, you know, welled up a little bit. Because it, it was like, oh, it's like a painful memory to like me being manic. And I told him like, oh, like this is what happened. And he's like, oh, snap. I don't know. Poor guy. Yeah. No, he's always going to be worried. <laughs> but I, I, I was, it's just because of him. It's because of Chris being Chris, being human, being normal. You know, I think that's the best way. I know you said something else, but I think that's just the best way. Just the people in your life being normal and not forcing you back down to earth, but being conducive to you coming yeah. back down, you know? I agree, yeah. Not like stabilizing you, more like not helping you. Not that's the, It sounds too active, the idea of like helping someone come back down, but like being there and being ready to help assist if they if they need help coming back down if they ask for it because mm -hmm. people in those states they you know they're gonna do what they're gonna do and i think most people's natural reaction is that no you can't do what you're gonna do i have to control you you have to come back down and be reasonable but they're not and they have to find their own way back a little bit and i think that's what we have to work with like them having to find their own way because everybody's different. It's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I have to find my. I have to. I have to literally find my own way. There's no professionals who could really help me out with this. You know, who could help me fix my bipolar? I don't even know if there's a cure to this bipolar disorder. I don't think there is. That's real stupid. <laughs> I used to just be depressed. You know, I used to just be depressed, and then it changed. Yeah. How did that happen? I know how it happened. Mm. It's 
it happened. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to make you feel mm-hmm. bad, but it happened when I couldn't go back. I'm pretty sure that's when it when it when everything happened. Mm-hmm. When I snapped. When I wasn't allowed to go back to Colorado. I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. You understand why, right? No. Okay. I understand you were scared. You, Chris, and Dad were scared. You needed to see that I was alive and I was going to be alive. But I told you and I and nobody listened. I was coming out of the last psych ward. I was coming home. I wanted to make a change in my life. I wanted to do better. Get out of that house. Get my own place. Do positive things we for We listened, but then... We saw what we saw, and you can't just expect people to, like, oh, okay, forget that. Forget that. Okay, yeah. But then, you know, I, I offered you, then, you know, I said, then, you know, Dad will go with you. No. But that's the thing. That's the thing. How, how are we going to make sure that you're okay? That's not my life, then. Someone's still holding my hand and watching me or something. I can't do that. I wanted to do better for myself on my own with on my own terms and I had plans I know but what if and I made sense this was before I was manic okay sorry I guess there's no there's no I understand that I understand this is before I went crazy I knew what I wanted to do what kind of changes I wanted to make in my life how to become better and then I wasn't allowed to make those changes and that's how I feel about it I wasn't allowed to make those positive changes in my life that I thought would make me a better person, that could make me make me more functional. But instead, I I I, I, I was held. But like. Andy, I let you go back. I I got in huge trouble for that, right? Not really. I mean, no, I no. Took I a let you go back. There. I flew back, took a vacation there. After it was, I wasn't even. It was mostly just like, oh, huh. I'm just going to have a little trip, and that's what I was thinking. I didn't really go back to truly. By then, everything was out of the question. Out of the, I, I wasn't going to go back to school. I wasn't going to get my, get my own place. I wasn't going to go put my life together how I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It was just... Yeah. Uh, that was really bad. A, a very difficult situation for everybody involved. I understand the reasons, but at the same time, I knew in my heart that I was ready to fix myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what made me snap. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I think it could have been like, maybe I could have been depressed about you guys keeping me home. But I was like, no, I don't want to have this resentment for my family. I have to be happy or something, and this is what I'm home for. And then I maybe just I'd go off the rails. I just and I'd become energetic and excited and, and then manic and stuff or something like that. Or maybe just my mind doesn't, my brain doesn't process it. Like, my, like the dissonance of like, I'm ready to fix myself. I'm ready to get better, and then I'm not allowed to. Like the one moment in my life almost of clarity of like oh okay the people that I loved like my friends the people that I loved 
you know, they're not so great. I have to, I have to distance myself from them. And I can, and I was thinking, you know, I'll still have a relationship with them. I'll be friends with them. But I do know, I recognize that they're too negative to live with, too negative to be around all the time. I have to fix myself by fixing my environment. This clarity after the suicide attempt of like, no, I don't, I want to live. I want to live and I want to do better. And then my brain's just like getting ready for that. And I was excited. How stupid was that? I got excited about going back and fixing myself and becoming better, becoming a better person who, who was doing things, who could get back on track with the things I was doing. And then I wasn't allowed to do that. Like this, this, this really clear moment is so, I can't, it's there. I realize it, I realize it. And then I can't act on the, on my new discoveries. I can't act to, to do the self-help that I think that I would really improve my life. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I think that's when my brain snapped. After like months of just, after weeks, you know? And then, I'm like, so once sorry. I start to realize, no, I'm not going to go back. It's not going to happen. And then, boom. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. Just, I feel really, really badly about it. I just... It's fine, I guess. I just, I think that's just how it happened, though. Unless you have another idea of how it happened. I don't. I just, to be honest with you, I was so overwhelmed. I... Everything just seemed like I was just like managing moment to moment. I, I really didn't know what what to do, what to think, how to be. I just really didn't know. All I could think of was I got to keep my, 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 my son safe. But yeah, maybe if I were more clear and you know. There was no reason to I'm be clear. sorry. I mean, no, it, it's totally, I'm I tried so to sorry. kill myself and you're totally worried and that makes sense. It makes sense to be flustered and overwhelmed from that, you know, that makes total sense. You know, from the outside, I, I, I know, I, I know what it looks like and I know the reaction is reasonable. I, I understand that the reaction was reasonable, some, somewhat reason. I understood the logic and it's sound logic of why I had to stay home, you know. I think it's just the I saw something different. I saw it differently. I guess nobody and nobody could see what I saw. Only I could, and only I knew for sure. Like I could say, I could tell you, but you you, you wouldn't believe me. You're looking at somebody. I think, you know what, here's the thing. I was thinking, like, I'm ready to get back and become better. But what you're looking at, that's what I feel. But what you're seeing is that he just tried to kill himself. And that's what, like, this, this overshadows any glimmer of hope that I had, is that I tried to kill myself and you had to protect me. You had to keep me and make sure I was not going to do it again. You couldn't see that I was excited to change my life. Nobody could see that. All you guys could see was that I, I tried to kill myself. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Only I could have known that I was ready, and nobody else did. And 
I, I wasn't, I couldn't make all the decisions. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, I guess. It's fine. I'm doing other stuff now. Yeah. I want to cry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure that was so hurtful for you. I'm sure that was so painful for you. Do you kind of understand, though, yeah. now? Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that? Did I bring that up before? Did I tell you about this before, really? Yeah, and I so wanted, I so wanted it to, to happen for you, but fear was greater because it was only, it was the second time, yeah. you know, and it was so close. Technically, it was the third time, but yeah. Oh, God. You know? It was another time nobody was there. God help us. Except I called somebody, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it tonight. Uh, yeah. And you actually left me a note. Oh, and it just killed me. It just killed me. Yeah. Every time I see my arm... Uh, God. I mean, yeah. You know, like, I, I always think about, like, when I think about suicide and stuff like that, I'm always thinking about, like, I, I, I this is, like, my principle of, like, it's, it's their body. If they choose to do that, then that's their choice. And that's what I can believe. That's what I believe wholeheartedly, honestly. I believe that. If somebody wants to kill themselves, it's their choice. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to tell them, oh, I think this is what I'll tell myself, that I'm not going to tell them that, oh, there's things to look forward to, you know, there's, there's, it's not over, it's not the end. I would think to myself that I can't tell them that because they're in a different place. They're suicidal, of course, there's a reason they want to die. And I, if I'm being totally honest, I think that, you know, I can't tell you that it's not the best option. Maybe suicide is better for you because this whole life is suffering. You don't want to be here anymore. I understand that. At the same time, though, if somebody like Winston is calling me and he's telling me like he's feeling feelings like that, all that goes out the window. And I'm thinking like, fuck that. You're my friend. I want you to stay here. <laughs> so all that fear is understandable. It even takes over me who I, you know, I believe like you heard of Jack of working or something like that. Yeah. Invented the exit bag and stuff, believe in people's right to suicide, all that stuff. As much as I believe that, if it if someone calls me with that stuff, I'm it's it pretty much goes out the door. I, I'm, I, I I'd want them to stay. I don't know if I'd go crazy and be like, I'm gonna force them to stay. Not that you guys did, but I I I'd really strongly try to convince them to not because. That's just the reaction. That's my fear of losing them. That's my fear, and that's that's the natural reaction. Um, to me, yes, I agree with you. And there's there's another, there's more to it, and that is that they 
that state that they are in, they see they're in one reality, and that, that's what they see. <clears throat> but there are many realities that they are not seeing. Yeah, well, I can't, I, don't, I wouldn't tell that to somebody who's suicidal. I think that'd be insulting to them. You're almost discounting their whole life. Because their whole life, every day they'll wake up and they want to die. And God bless them for every day that they don't because they're, they're trying to choose to stay alive. It's really fighting to stay alive when you're suicidal. You know, you really have to try to stay alive, to not kill yourself. And you don't see anything else. You don't see any positives. You don't see any hope at all. But you're trying to live despite being hopeless, despite being just so depressed you don't see any kind of light at the end of the tunnel so people in those situations they, if they're in a place there's no other place to them and that's their reality that there is no other place and maybe our reality is that there is and maybe our reality is that oh you know we get sad sometimes but then we have happy places we can go to they might not have that so to tell them that like oh you know it's there's other stuff it's like you're you're not you're not them. They don't they don't see that. That's you're not that you don't see their life. It's different, I guess. That said, I'd probably say that to someone who's suicidal. As much as I believe that their own experience is their own experience and their own choice is their own choice, I tell them, No, please don't. You shouldn't. I wouldn't want you to. I don't know why. Because that's not my principles. I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of just a ridiculous time. And then when I talked to the guy about, no, this is something that you said. This is something that you said made me want to kill myself. Doesn't remember a fucking bit of it. He doesn't remember anything. Almost. No, it's not like he doesn't remember it. He changed the story so much in his mind that it's not... He's the hero of the situation. It's incredible. If you ever, you know, listen to him about the situation, the whole story is different. So distorted in a way that I become the villain. <laughs> and he's the hero. And it sucks. That's... I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I, I lost a lot of friends. And I, I account a lot of that to that guy. Because a lot of the friends I had, I had, I shared with him. And because he has this different story about him saying this thing that made me want to kill myself. And he tells that story to other people. I don't think there's any going back to my friends. Because that's their story now. I, I, I look like a fool. I'm not like the... I don't want to say I'm a victim, but, you know. I don't want to victimize myself, but like I... I don't know. Then you know what? They they're not worth to they're. I yeah. They're not worth it. They're not worth to Maybe be friends gullible. with. Maybe they're gullible. Maybe they they wouldn't. But at the same time, they're good friends. No, if they were really good friends, they would have come to you and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And get the real get your side of the story. So screw them. They can go. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Ultimately, they're toxic. But you know. Like, they were good friends for a while. For a while. Yeah. I guess. Now they're gonna, out there ruining somebody else's life. 
It's stupid. Yeah, I called. I called Garrett. I called Garrett when I got back home. I called him. I was like, "Hey, I got my parents got me this car, the Prius." I was excited. I was telling him about this stuff, and then just probably weeks later, yeah, I'm blocked and and stuff just because fucking Justin's talking in his ear about Andrew this, Andrew that, Winston this, Winston that, you know, talking shit. Yeah. Hey, um, Justin, if you ever hear this, I hope he doesn't. I, I want you to know that this Mrs. Yule, the one that you disrespectfully call Susan, was always supporting you and your mom and your dad. I think you are just the worst asshole ever. Just so you know. You're welcome. He's pretty much like the worst guy. He'll take something like that and then he'll spin a whole story of it. Yeah. That's okay. He'll be found out for what he is. Uh, Karma's a total bitch, Justin. Sometimes Just it so doesn't you know. happen, though. Hmm? Sometimes that doesn't happen. Karma? Yeah. OMG, it's so bad. He he's living fine right now. And he will and here's you the think thing. He is. No, here's the thing. He will There's some inner demons going on in that kid's that kid. He'll be so delusional that he'll convince himself that he's fine. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be fine. Fine. Which is crazy. Okay, so let's not worry about him. Why do we have to put him in our space? Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's well, people. That's not just well, it. That's, that's people. That's people in general. Mm -hmm. They'll be so delusional that they'll... Karma will never hit them as far as we can tell. Because they'll seem like they'll be doing fine. And they'll lie to themselves so that they will be doing fine. But the thing is, you know that? That lie? They know it. They know it deep in their very... Deep in their heart. They know it. And they know that they're constantly lying to themselves and it's eating them up inside and they're super severely depressed but they have so much of an ego and so much defensive mechanisms in place that they're never gonna show anyone else and they will fool themselves and th and then um, what happens is they have this like there's a war going on in their soul in their minds in their hearts there's a war going on. It's a sad thing. If they ever, and you know what? How awesome it is that we are not that person. If, if that ever occurs to them at all, though, well, at least someone like Justin, this is what I know. He could take that sadness and depression, and then he'll capitalize on it and Go create, for it. Yeah. create a martyr of himself. So he could self-pity. Okay, cool. So then he could feel better about it. But, you know, he doesn't realize that so many people I know... Okay, so many people can be nice to his face. So many people's, his friend's parents can be nice smiling to his face, but they hate him inside. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> it's all coming out now. Well, this is like a bleak world, I think. There's people like that. Mm -hmm. in the Oval Office. <laughs> There's people like that that exist and in very powerful positions. Yeah. And they control things. That yeah. ruin people's lives on a larger scale <coughs> than just this guy. They sure do. That's dumb. Yeah, but you know what? They're not going to control 
um, they're not going to control, ultimately, they're not going to control how I will live. Because how I will live um, is controlled by my own mind and my own thoughts. And I will think differently. I will think what I want to think and do what I want to do. You know, if I had like that same defect, I guess, that same God complex personality, that martyr personality too, if I had no guilt, just thinking about it now, I think it'd be like the reverse situation. I think he might have tried to kill himself. <laughs> I think there are times though, it's kind of sad. Actually, now I feel really sorry for him because deep down, I think he does want to. Yeah. Because he knows what a worthless prick he is. Yeah. Total hypocrite. Go over there and be all holy in church. That's the kind of per Anyway, all holy in church and be a be an altar server. Yeah. And then over there, screw people's lives. I think that, in, you know, um, who was that? You know the guy who sold out Jesus? Yeah, Judas. Judas. Yeah. But you know, no. enough said. You, you know, you weren't there for it. Nobody was. But when it was like me, him, and some other friends and stuff, I, 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 I went on the other end of that. He had his God complex, and this was hilarious about like our dynamic. And you went on the evil. No, I was like, I acted like a fool. I was like playing around when he was trying to be serious. And here's the thing that I knew kind of killed him inside sometimes, that people would love me for that and start to like, you know, hop in on the making fun of him stuff. And I felt bad. This is why I'm thinking if I had no guilt, it could have been me in that situation where I might have said something that made him want to kill himself. Because I did make some jokes and I, I don't know if I went too far at all. I might have on some occasions, but I did pull back when I realized like, oh, I'm hurting this guy. But this motherfucker doesn't pull back. <laughs> he doesn't recognize it. But I know that I could have, I might have, I, if I had no remorse, I might have been at, I might have put him in that place. Yeah, but might have don't, don't exist. Yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> what exists is what actually happened. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, back then it was like, oh, I, 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 I took a shoe. There was that there, we were at a party with one of his friends. I took a shoe. I put it on the roof, and then people just started dogpiling him. He, he was on the receiving end of a lot of like stupid stuff, but, you know. Yeah, but you don't have to be that vengeful, vengeful that you're going to, like, make somebody feel so low and depressed that they will take their own lives. I hate talking about really? this because it sounds like. Like, this is occupying my mental space, and it sounds like he's winning, which I'm too competitive to Oh my about. gosh, he is so not winning. But at this, no, just because, like, I'm thinking about it now. Oh. After, like, <laughs> I think that's pretty stupid. Oh, well, okay, let's not think about it. It's not worth that hot air. He, he, he even disrespects his own mother. Uh, yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, I don't know makes his mother have to beg him for a hug. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I guess as long as we're talking about it, 
Hmm? As long as you're talking about it and being petty about it. Um, in like eighth grade, before he was expelled, like some kids, some white kids drew like a, a smiley face on his stomach and they called it Todd. I don't know if you remember that. They called it Todd and they're making fun of him kind of. And I was his friend. I was like, I'm going to go kick their ass. Let me go fight those guys. He, he, that's that's wrong. That's messed mm-hmm. up what they did. Mm-hmm. I, I should go, like a good, like what I thought a good friend might be. I should go fight those guys and, and beat them up and make sure that, like, no, you don't disrespect my friend like that. Because mm-hmm. that's a disrespectful thing to do. He was like, no, 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 it's fine. And the way he just internalizes it and takes it out on people years later. Isn't that stupid? All this pain. He's bullied for sure. Maybe he's been bullied for sure. All right. So he has been bullied for sure. But what he, what he does with that is he keeps it in. And then when he has the opportunity to bully someone else, then he just hops on that. It's which is it's so stupid. You know. If I and this is probably old fashioned and stupid, but maybe say if like if I had kids, if I have two sons and they're fighting, I'm just like, all right, just let it out. Don't internalize it. Don't start building resentment for each other. Don't start to have a grudge towards each other. You just figure it out then. Maybe not physically fight, but like, you figure it out. You don't, you just let it out and settle it there. You don't internalize it so then years later you go find someone and you bully them, right? You know, here's the thing. As long as we're talking about this, I don't even know if I want to bring this up because it might put me in a negative mind space. It might make me feel depressed. But back then, I'm good. Back then, like when I was around, like I was around sexual predators, right? And some of these guys that I noticed about them, like one guy, I was jacked up. He was huge, but other these other guys were like scrawny and like weak looking, you know. That those were the guys who were trying to be a predator to women, you know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that stupid? Because they're so weak that when they see someone like woman, they perceive them as weaker. They could try and go try to conquer something for once. Make them feel good about themselves. Which is so dumb, you know? It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And it's like, you know, in like the movies, it's like, oh, the scrawny kid, you're rooting for that guy. No, that guy could turn out to be an evil person. That guy can turn out to be an evil person who internalizes all the abuse that they get and then go turn it on someone else once they have like an upper, higher position. Yep. Which is ridiculous. Why can't you just be the underdog that people are rooting for, you know? Why can't you just be that and then get better that way? No, you have to take your hurt out on someone else who didn't even hurt you. Not even on your oppressor. Not even on the bully. If you're up, if you're rising up and taking a stand against a bully, that's different from hurting someone who's weaker than you. It's not the same thing. You're not take, getting revenge on life. Yeah, it's true. Um, that is, that actually is a scientific fact. The bully, a person who has been bullied, yeah. is most likely going to bully another. Yeah. It's a bad cycle. And I know, and here's the thing, and this is part of my guilt, I know that I was a part of that with Justin. I would, I, I, get, I guess I bullied him sometimes. He's like a... You did not bully him. Some things could have been interpreted that way. I threw his shoe on the roof. I messed with him sometimes. But it was out of love and a friend, friendship kind of place. But mm-hmm. you just internalize it and then in opportunities where he can get me, he does. And that's what I was talking about, I yeah, think, with my friend. With my, with, I was talking about that on the last podcast. A part of the reason why I just, I was like drinking because I was so sad and it was ridiculous to be sad. 
I also didn't want to open up to these guys because I thought they could use this as ammunition against me. And I refused, <laughs> I refused to talk to someone and help myself, you know, to talk to friends, close friends of mine, because I think this guy could use this as ammunition and hurt me with this. <laughs> That's so stupid, you know? Wow. I should have talked it out, but instead I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to be ridiculous. I don't want to give someone ammunition, and I don't want to be depressed about a girl, so I'm just going to drink instead and numb myself from these feelings that I think are pathetic. I want to distance myself from being pathetic, so I'm just going to numb it out. I don't know. I think we're at two hours now. I wow. Two hours. This is my Did y'all get bored? Yeah. I bet not. Hopefully not. <laughs> There's like a lot. I'll tell you all kinds of stuff if you want, if you're bored. But anyway, we're at two hours. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll like, tell you about stuff. We can do more podcasts later. Yeah, or I could help you set up your own too. Sure. To I would like to have my own. Yeah. It's pretty easy. I could show you. That's so awesome because I really want to talk about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I think people would listen to your podcast. Yes. All you alienators. Just kidding. There's people that there's aliens. It's it's real, folks. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. I, I think there's an audience for like, you're into the spiritual. People are in different dimensions. Yeah. I think be, be, people be interested in hearing some stuff like that. Or yeah. just whatever comes to your mind. Yeah. If I you think. also want to... You know, I would like to do my own podcast. If you also want to get drunk off a of cognac and then just ramble into a microphone for about an hour. Yeah, I'd like to do that. <laughs> um, I will have a pseudonym, though. Well, just so you know. I, already, well I already said you're my mom. And then you yeah. said your name, if that's all right. I could try to find that's a way to okay. edit that okay. Susan believes in aliens. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's wrap it up, I guess, because it's two hours. And that's like the longest one. I don't know if people would listen for two hours. Yeah, they, you guys probably not. But if you hear this, that means we're done. All right. But um, thanks for going in and out or just keeping the thing on, keeping on the podcast on while you're doing something else. Um, but yeah, right. hope you uh, have some insights or... At least a little giggle from. <laughs> yeah. I usually close out by telling people like you know cover your face and stuff stay safe. Oh okay, go for it. What do you what, what you're a nurse? I'm a nurse. Oh, so you want me to talk about COVID nineteen? I don't know if you want to just give someone some people yeah. some tips. Dude, you guys gotta cover your face. Yeah. And take this thing seriously. Yeah. Because the only the only way we can actually really be free and do the things that we really want to do and without the masks is to get rid of this virus by first wearing the mask uh -huh. and socially distancing and once we eradicate this virus because it's gone because we've not spread it to each other and keep passing it on to each other then we can actually truly be free so wear your mask dudes yeah okay wear a mask Stay six feet away. Mm -hmm. Social distance. Drink lots of water. Okay, I will do that too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wipe down everything. 
Uh-huh. Wash your hands. Just, you know, be, be, um, be consciously responsible for yourselves. And when you are, you're being consciously responsible for the other. Right. Thank you. And on that note, I'll see you guys next week or something. Bye.